This episode is brought to you by Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic, a two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains to support healthy regularity and your gut, immune, and skin health. Optimize your gut health. Visit seed.com slash Spotify with code Spotify for 30% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello to all my regular listeners and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio and tune in Park Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, and of course, my Blog Talk Radio community and those who will be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And today's sponsor, Audible.com, has over 180,000 audio books and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audio book of your choice by just going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, tonight we are going to continue our focus on Breast Cancer Awareness Month and we have the wonderful Dr. Angela Butts Chester, who is a survivor, an author, a speaker, a mom, a wife, and I could go on. I'm excited about our conversation. And of course, I will be providing you with some tips in my Taylor's Tip Time. And I'm excited because I will be sharing with you some details about my upcoming webinar, Jumpstart 2017 Organized. And of course, I'll have my product suggestion app suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion for this week. But before I bring on Dr. Angela, I just wanted to name a few of stars in Hollywood who have, who are breast cancer survivors. Of course, we got Rita Wilson, who's Tom Hanks' wife, Joan London, who used to be on Good Morning America, Wanda Sykes, the comedian. We have Peter Chris who actually is a male, and he is a member of KISS band. He had breast cancer. Christina Applegate, Jacqueline Smith, and Olivia Newton-John, just to name a few. Well, our guest tonight, Dr. Angela Butts-Chester, smile, reflects her story of personal and professional triumph. And native Virginian, Dr. Ch- professional speaker, cancer survivor, and an author. Dr. Angela, as she's called, has built a career spanning more than 25 years and thousands of people counsel. As a pastoral counselor and motivational coach, she has a deep passion for showing others how to change their perspective to change their outcome. She teaches people how to plan and reach solutions to look beyond the impossible. Dr. Angela has served as an associate pastor, 
public speaker, purpose coach, and has built a reputation as a thought leader on issues related to motivation, relationship, and relationship counseling. She is frequently quoted by CNN, the Long Beach leader, Madame Noir, the Man Registry, the Los Angeles Times, and other publications in addition to holding numerous public speaking engagements throughout the year. Dr. Chessa Kermley is a member of the International Women's Leadership Association. She holds a degree in, a degree, excuse me, in pastoral counseling and divinity from the Trinity Institute. She is the author of numerous books, including the best-selling Before You Tie the Knot, a premarital counseling workbook for the DIY couple, and the second edition was released in 2014. She is also a radio host for the I Do Radio and Modern Living with Dr. Angel. And so without further ado, oh, and I can't forget this, and she also resides in California with her husband and her children. So good evening, Dr. Angela. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Janet. And thank you so much for um, taking time out of your schedule to join me, but also you were the one who actually initially put the speed, the idea in my head to really do something. You said you asked me when you first came on here, you said, if you ever do anything about, you know, breast cancer awareness, mm-hmm. make sure you just let me know. And I decided, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, it's my show. I'm going to do a whole, you know, a whole month. So. Yes, yes. We need the awareness. We need people to shine, even if it's just a little bit of light, on the various stories of um, women who have survived or are surviving and what they did and, and just to reassure other ladies or even the men that are going through it that you can get through it, you will get through it, and we really and truly are better um, on the other side. That it, it's, it's a, it is a, a bit of drama that is added to our lives. We are, um, as breast cancer survivors, uh, we are sisters in an organization that, you know, we didn't necessarily want to be a member of, but nonetheless, we are all proud to be um, survivors. We are all proud to wear our peak ribbons in one way or another. And uh, anytime I can come on and share my story or even share the stories that I've heard of other ladies and, and, and have it have a positive effect on others, I'm happy to do that. Well, thank you, Dr. Angela. So, Dr. Angela, would you share your story of how you found out that you had breast Sure. Sure. Um, I am a very big advocate for doing self-breast exams. I know that the new rules and regulations um, change ever, every so often, but I found mine due to a self-exam. I remember being about 18, 19, 20, somewhere around in there, and being handed a pamphlet at school. And saying, here, you know, here's just something, you know, take care. And I don't want to, I don't want to throw out any particular slogan, but you know, like look out for the girls, make sure that the girls are okay. Do a a self exam, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this. Um, no problem. You you have your monthly cycle. You check you check your breast on during that after that time period. No problem. I can do that. But I didn't. 
I didn't take it really to heart necessarily as it was a must-do. It was just something that I knew that I could do. But as I got older, um, I noticed that it never, the prompting never really went away. And I'm really glad that that prompting didn't go away. Um, I found my lump in 2009. And I was just doing, again, I was just doing my um, self-exam. And I felt what I described as a pea-sized knot. It felt like a, a rock but it was about the size of a pea, like the little peas that you eat, um, at the upper portion of uh, my left breast. And I was like, oh, what, what is that? And initially it hurt, but mm, I just kind of kept kept going on about, you know, my day my life. Um, fast forward about three or four months, I noticed that the lump was still there, but now it was a little bit bigger and it was a little bit harder. And I said, this is something that I really need to attend to this. Um, I also checked in with my sister in I just randomly asked her, hey, feel this. Does that feel funny to you? She's like, yeah, that's really weird. Okay, it's not just me. I'm going to the doctor. Um, I have a very wonderful um, medical team, medical staff um, that attended to me throughout the entire ordeal, but I I did have one doctor that was not my my usual doctor that was um uh maybe in a hurry that particular day. Um, but he asked me how old I was. Um he asked me did cancer run in my family? Um I said, you know, I'm in my thirties. No, it doesn't. Oh, you don't have cancer then. Go home. Without any type of check or anything like that. Now, I am an advocate for myself, and I knew that something was wrong, and I was very adamant about, please tell me what this is. Um, No disrespect to you or your position, but I really need to know what this is. And after um, explaining false negatives and false positives to me and all that good stuff, I was still very adamant, and he said, fine, we'll give you a biopsy. My biopsy came back as positive for breast cancer, and from that moment on, my usual team of doctors was made available to me, and they were absolutely awesome in making sure that I got the care and the service that I needed whenever I Mm -hmm. needed it. Um, If I ever fell ill once I was going through chemo and all of that, if I needed to call because I needed a different medicine or I just simply needed to be seen, they always made sure that I was able to get in. And for that, I thanked them the entire time. Um, But it it was something that truly changed my life. It gave you, um, Mm -hmm. it gives you different perspectives on what's important and what isn't important. I know people say that all the time after something happens, and I thought, "Eh, yeah, okay, so you're going off, you know, according to the script. But you really and truly do feel that way um, after that. Wow, I have another chance, and boy, am I going to make sure that I use this opportunity to live the best life that I possibly can. Mm -hmm. So as a wife, and a mother. Well, um, how did you balance like your healing? 
Um, mm-hmm. Because I know you had to go through the, you shared with me earlier, you went through chemo and you went through radiation. Mm-hmm. So I know mm-hmm. when you go through that, you need your healing time. But also yeah. during that time, were you still doing ministry, business, speaking, writing? And how did you kind of just like balance all of that? You know, I was in a um, really great position in that I stopped working as as the treatments progressed, I was able to work less and less. And I and I say that to me that that's a, a blessed position because many women are not able to do that. Um, they don't have a significant other person to be able to depend on financially. So working through that is is paramount for them. You know, I can't quit my job and be sick. I I need to be able to continue to work. So for me, it was um, knowing that at a particular point, I was going to have to stop and I could no longer, just physically, I wasn't able to get up in front of a crowd and speak for 45 minutes. That was exhausting to Mm me. Um, I wasn't able to um, even do weddings or, or anything like that. It was just too much. And so my concentration became just I'm going to do what I can around the house. I'm going to try to keep my family as motivated as I possibly can when it's my good week. Now, anyone listening that's going through chemo, you know what I mean by that. So you have uh, one week where you're kind of like, okay, then you have your chemo, and then the next two weeks or so kind of (laughs) – it's a, it's a little ebb and flow, you know. You start to slide down and things get kind of bad and that you don't feel well and you have all of the, the the side effects from the medicine and all of that, and then you start to get better and you feel stronger and you're happy and you're kind of your normal self. But guess what? It's probably time to have chemo on Friday and then you slide back down. So when I had good days, I tried to make sure that I shared that with everyone else. So if I hadn't talked to you in a while, I tried to talk to you. Um, I did start to kind of cut visits a little short um, just because I didn't want um, anyone to give me a cold or anything like that since my immune system was already being challenged. So I did kind of change how I behaved. But when I had good days, I very much tried to share those good days and explain to people, you know, sorry, I'm going to have a bad few weeks soon. But when I'm feeling better, I'll definitely give you a call. Um, My children were young. Um, My oldest son was only in the fifth grade when all of this was going on. And just being able to reassure him that I was really and truly going to be okay, um, that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to try to live for my family. I wanted to live for my mother, you know, for my husband, for just for those that I thought that my life touched them in a positive way. I wanted to try to keep going for them. Um, once chemo was over and it was time for surgery, um, I kind of was back to my normal self as far as feeling 
so much better because, of course, the cancer was then gone. So it's like, yes, I can get back to, you know, living again and being able to go for a walk and not care if someone sneezes mm-hmm. in front of me and, and all of mm-hmm. those things. And just that little shift in being able to go back to what I used to believe was normal because all of us, and it doesn't matter if it's breast cancer or ovarian cancer or prostate cancer, whatever it is, you know, we get a new birthday. And that's just something within this particular illness is that I was I was sick before this day. But after this day, I have another opportunity to try to be as awesome as I can be. So let's celebrate that new day. So in in doing that, it helps you keep everything in perspective about really and truly not sweating the small stuff, not allowing drama to just come in and fester in any of your relationships because you understand how precious each and every one of your moments really and truly are. Because you remembered, especially as soon as you start to heal, that it was like, well, just three months ago, I only had one good good week out of four. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, where people are like, well, I'm having a bad day. Well, I wish it was only one bad day. You know, I'm, I'm having a bad week or I'm having a bad two weeks. So it really and truly helps you uh, realign your life to um, realize that family really and truly is much more important than um, many people want, want to share or society may even want to acknowledge in today's times. It, it really and truly is important. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I was, I still, my mother had leukemia, and I still remember mm. those days after she would have uh, chemo. It mm-hmm. was, she was exhausted. So I would mm-hmm. just, you know, bring her home and just, she would just sleep for however long she needed to lay there, but yeah, that's that can mm-hmm. be physically exhausting. But it's nice how you you knew what your limitations were and you focused on just your healing. Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, in our own mind, sometimes we we do try to push ourselves a little bit beyond uh-huh. what we should. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I know, uh-huh. you know, in other situations, and especially we as so, women, you know, we try to yeah, we yeah. try to continue to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And one thing that I share when I'm talking about co-surviving, and that means that I'm not just talking to uh, women who are survivors, but to their family members, is that this is the time where she needs you to willingly take the world off of her shoulders. Don't make her have to ask you to do something. Just know that it needs to be done. Just step up to the plate and just do it for her. So, no, she doesn't want to wash the dishes or vacuum the floor or go pick up the kids from school or figure out what to make for dinner or know whether or not you have clean socks. At this particular moment, she's really and truly trying to concentrate on positive thoughts as opposed to what her body may be telling her. And that is that, boy, you're really, really sick. You don't feel well. And as quiet as it's kept, and I know that many women don't like to say this out loud, is is that you're just like, Lord, I don't want to die. I just want to get better. 
and Mm -hmm. you are really using all of your energy trying not to go down that path of if something, if, if, if this is truly my time, am I ready? Do I have something set up for my children? Um, did I pay my life insurance this month? Will my husband be able to, you know, handle my 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 business if I'm no longer here? And those thoughts mm-hmm. pop into our head more times than people like to admit to. But it but it happens. So that's one thing that I that I really really press is don't. Don't make her have to ask you. Just really and truly know that, yes, she needs you to do that. Not, it's it's more so when does she need you to do it because it's coming. Is it this month or is it going to be next month that she's not going to be able to, you know, be her normal self? So just do those little things for her. Mm, that's good advice. That's good advice. So what advice can you give someone who may be listening who just maybe feeling a little challenged emotionally and yeah. physically and maybe even spiritually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, it's, it's really important that you say that you included that spiritual, but I, I'll, I'll address that at the end. It, emotionally, I just, I want not only that, that woman who's going through it, but her family members to understand that, Side effects are ridiculous when you're on chemo because there's different um, formulas or what they refer to as cocktails that they give you. And I had a very aggressive cocktail. So my side effects were equally as aggressive. Um, there there may be moments when she has what they refer to as chemo brain. She's going to be forgetful. She's not going to remember certain things or want to do certain things. Um, that emotionally she is in the fight for her life emotionally, not just physically. And and I'm not just talking about the woman who may be stage three or stage four. When you're going through it, stage one to you might be the worst thing that you've ever had to go through. So it's as big of a deal in that person's world as maybe someone who has stage three or stage four. So emotionally, you are going to be tossed left and right and up and down. And it's okay to acknowledge that you're having a bad day the same way that you would any other time. You know, today I don't feel well. Today my brain is all over the place. Today I'm not sure if anyone loves me or if anyone's there for me. It's okay to have those to have those moments. Just don't stay in those moments. But I really want to make sure I put an emphasis on the fact that some of the side effects of the medicines put you there. And it could be a really hard emotional fight to get out of that place. So please talk to your doctors and let them know that you're having, you know, these certain side effects. And is that normal for the medicine that you're on? Physically, you know, it is exhausting. It is um, it, it, radiation and chemo are, are killing cells in your body. You know, you are under attack. And just understand that it's okay if you need to sit down 
it's okay if you need water. It's o- it's okay if you just don't feel like doing it that day. Maybe tomorrow. And you're just going to take it hour by hour. I know it's usually day by day, but sometimes you really truly have to take it hour by hour. And it's, it's okay to be feeling what you're feeling. Just remember not to stay in your darkest place. Remember not to stay down, but to purposely, to consciously think about the positive things and think about, well, what positive, awesome, great thing do I want to do tomorrow? What awesome, great thing do I want to do next week when I know that I'm going to feel better because that's my feel better week? You know, look forward to the future. Don't allow that moment or that side effect to really keep you down in the dumps in that day. Spiritually, you have to believe. You have to believe that your prayers are being answered, that they have been answered. You have to believe that the conversations that you're having with God are not only being heard, but they have already manifest. Um, I tell people all the time when I was going through it that I believed, if I believed anything ever in my life, I believed that God was going to heal me. And I would phrase it, my body has to catch up to where my faith already is. I believed that I had a purpose on this earth and that I had not fulfilled it yet. So that this this breast cancer thing couldn't possibly be the end of it all. So I had to keep going, even when I didn't feel like it. Even when my spirit didn't feel like it, I had to believe that it was going to work out okay. And that God was going to allow me to do whatever it was that he had placed me here on earth to do. Breast cancer is a doozy. For those that are the support team, you know, the husbands, the wives, the children, the the parents, the, the even that really close coworker, they they need you to hold, you know, hold that person's hand, remind them that you're there, but remind them that hey, you could have things to do later. You know? Next next month mm-hmm. we're supposed to go do something. You know, we're gonna go to the movies or we're gonna go to the beach or we're just gonna go for a walk. But that there is something that you are looking forward to doing with them. So you want them around. And it's 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 not a pity party when you're going through breast cancer to feel the way that you feel. It is it is real and um but you will get through it. And there is a bright star, the sun does shine, the sun comes out again once it's all over and um it's awesome on the on the other side of well. It's it's awesome on the other side of cancer. It it really and truly is. And once once that happens and you have that realization, it's like, oh yeah, it's time to start living life. Let's let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. go out and mm-hmm. make it happen. Whatever that means for for you, go out and make it happen. Whatever it is, do it. Go live your life and live it on purpose. That is a wonderful, inspiring uh, just way of looking at life and and taking life head on, which you have done, Mm -hmm. and so many others out there, Mm -hmm. um, survivors. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so Dr. Angela. I mean, I'm I'm just sitting here taking in everything that you that you say because you said so many wonderful things that anybody could really use. Um, so how can listeners get in contact with you? You know, order your books. You know, have you speak? Oh yeah. I know you're uh, you're hire you and you're a coach, you're a minister, you and you do, and she does weddings to people. <laughs> That's right, but only in the state of California. I can only do, because each state has the things that you have to yeah, do, of course. Okay. Um, but, yes, if you're, right. coming, if you're coming to California, yeah, give me a call. No problem. Yes, I do do destination weddings as well. But when it comes to speaking and coaching and all that good stuff, or even if it's a wedding, um, I'll give out as much as I possibly can for you. So give me a call. I know that not everyone um, wants to go onto the website. Some people just like to call directly. That's fine. You can reach me at 562-209-2083. That number again is 562-209-2083. You can visit my website. It's simply my name, DrAngelaChester.com, DrAngelaChester.com. There's no dot after the DR, just DrAngelaChester.com. On social media, if you're on Twitter, Facebook or Periscope, Dr. Angela Chester. If you're on Instagram, it's just Dr. Angela C. Dr. Angela C. If it's on Instagram, um, I do have various um, programs as well as uh, webinars and seminars and and things that are that are actually coming up um, towards the end of the year as well, where I talk about the things that just affect you, be it that it's PTSD, anxiety, um, depression, anger management, um, dealing with cancer, uh, relationships, all sorts of things that um, that I can not only do from a group approach, but also one-on-one with counseling programs that I have available. Well, that is wonderful. So I, um, again, our number is 562-209-2083. And, of course, I always have a link on the website for, um, you can go directly to our website. Yes. Oh, and I'm sorry. She asked me about the book. I do apologize. And I'm always talking about someone else's book. Go to Amazon. You can type in my name, Dr. Angela Chester, and you will see all of the books that are available there. But they, it's available on several different platforms. Um, so if you don't go to my, my website, my personal website, DrAngelaChester.com, you can go to Amazon, type in my name, and you will see um, My Life in Pink, which is about being not only my story, but several other ladies um, about their stories of surviving uh, the big C, as well as a workbook and things that I have to offer. Did you hear that, listeners? So you can go to her website or you can go to Amazon and just type in her name. Well, Dr. Angela, I thank you so much for once again joining me and being my guest. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. And you continue to have a wonderful evening. Thank you. And I will be talking to you soon. Yes, ma'am. Goodbye, listeners. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you, Janet. Have an awesome, awesome show. Thank you. Hello. 
This is Lori Kennedy from Shred Patrol, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. And listeners, our sponsor, Audible, is offering all of our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. That's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and get started today. And my audiobook selection for this week is Decluttering Tips for the Sentimentalist. How to Declutter and Organize Your Home and Your Life by Breaking the Emotional Attachment to Items You Will Never Use Again. The title says it all, and it's by Elena DuPont. Again, it's Decluttering Tips for the Sentimentalist, How to Declutter and Organize Your Home and Your Life by Breaking the Emotional Attachment to items you will never use again. So that could be items you've gotten as gifts in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, for weddings, for birthdays, etc. But you're holding on to it for an emotional attachment. You never use it. You never will. So this ebook will help you to let go of those sentimental items. So that is my audiobook selection for this week. So moving on to our Taylor's Tip Time, which I'm going to piggyback off of Dr. Angela, because, you know, one of the things she talked about is she talked about the support and that we get, whether it's from a spouse, whether it's from a relative, whether it's from a coworker or a friend. And I want to talk to you, all of you out there who are the support, because I was the support for my mother when she went through her chemo, when she had leukemia. And these are just little things that, you need to do because also, as Dr. Angela stressed it, she would have to limit her visitation time because if she got a, you know, she didn't want to catch a cold from anybody. And because our little sniffles, well, I learned that my little gave my mother pneumonia, so I always had to make sure I took care of myself. So these are just a few things that I want to share with you. Make sure, and this is about taking care of you, So get up before the person you're taking care of, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes, whatever works for you, to give yourself that little bit of time. Take care of you. Get dressed. Eat a good breakfast. Do some stretching, some yoga. Read a newspaper or a page of a book. Sometimes I know you're just stretched so thin. Sometimes all you can do is just read a page of a book because you'll be feeding yourself. Make sure you... Eat lunch, take a five-minute break, look out the window, open the front door so you can feel the sun on your face, you know. And I know a lot of you out there saying, I don't have time to do anything, but you've got to make time. And this is how you do it, while they nap for yourself. That's what I used to always do. I used When my mother went to bed, when she napped, when she was sleeping, I would do just a little bit something for myself, but I also made sure I got my sleep as well. Eat dinner. See, as you can see, these are just little things. You have to eat. You have to make sure you, you give your body the nutrients that it needs. Take a hot shower or bath. Get a good night's sleep if possible. 
And don't be afraid to ask for help. Maybe you just want to walk around a block for a couple of times. Find if it's a neighbor or a friend or a relative who will sit with them and just watch TV. Um, maybe you want to go to a movie or something, but ask people for help. Maybe you need somebody to just, can you pick up some orange juice? Ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. So those are my And I just want to thank all of you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. Thank you for your your um communicating me with via Instagram. Thank you so much for watching the Periscope. Got somebody from Morocco watching me this past Saturday. So thank you so much. And thank you for my blog talk radio community. You know I appreciate you. Tomorrow, today is Monday, tomorrow is also Tuesday. So I want it's time for us to do another digital delete. So delete those photos off of your devices, whether it's your cell phone, your tablet, your desktop, your laptop. Let's so we can make room because you know we're moving into the holiday season. At least those of us in the United States and of course other parts of the world. So you're gonna need some space on those devices for all of those holiday pictures. So that is my Toss It Tuesday tip. Are you fed up with the clutter and chaos in your life and the stress that comes with it? Then it's time for you to take the steps needed to get started your 2017 organizing goals and projects now to jumpstart 2017 organizing. Basically, if you're frustrated because you can't find things, I'm going to give you some strategies where you can find things. If you're constantly late, I'm going to give you some strategies so you will not only be on time, but be just a little bit ahead of time. And also, if you are so busy and got so much going on that you wake up in the morning and you don't realize you have anything to wear because something's in the cleanest or you did not plan to do your laundry, I'm going to talk about that as too, how to plan your life. And and this is specifically for those who always you know, start the new year off with a goal, some type of organizing goal. Well, I want you to think about doing some little things leading up to the new year so you don't feel so overwhelmed and so pressured to get, you know, to really kick off the new year organized because you'll already be working on some techniques and strategies and ways to keep your life organized. So go to my website at www.JanetMTaylor.com Click on the slider that says Jumpstart 2017. Click it on, register for the webinar. It's going to be a free webinar where I'm going to provide you with some strategies on how to jumpstart the year organized by doing just some little things leading up to the new year. Then when you start 2017, you will already be in the habit of really disciplining yourself with your time, your space, as well as your life, because I really want to help you live an organized life. So please, JanetMTaylor.com, and just click on the, the, the slider that says Jumpstart 2017, and just, you know, click on that link and sign up for the free webinar on Wednesday, November the 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So moving right along, my app suggestion for this week, which you may have heard it before, is Red Laser, which it lets you scan barcodes for items of all sorts to see 
how much they will cost if you bought them from a competitor. So that's a really nice thing. So if you scan something, you might be, because a lot of us are going to computer shopping, TV shopping, furniture shopping. So you want to know what the what the best price is. You don't always want to. And this app pulls up competitive prices for almost anywhere online, including Best Buy, Walmart, Amazon, as well as local stores. And it's good for the, what Apple's, Windows, and Android. Then the product suggestion is the White Alpha Utility Board Laundry Solution for the, from the container store. Um, and when you're cleaning clothes at home, it's a great way to keep the products organized. So when you're cleaning those clothes, it keeps those products organized. And then my repurpose suggestion is drawers. You can use them under the bed. You can stack them to create a shelf unit. Or you can add legs to create a table. So if you go to my Pinterest page where I'm Janet M. and you go to my apps that will help you stay organized, products that will help you stay organized, and my repurposed boards. So you go to my app board, my product suggestion board, and my repurposed board. And I have so many other boards as well. But if you want to get those tips as well as more, that's Janet M. Taylor, my Pinterest page. My quote for this week is, don't confuse your path with your destination. Just because it's stormy now doesn't mean that you aren't sunshine. So I hope that quote encourages you. I'm going to give somebody, I'm going to read it again. Don't confuse your path with your destination. Just because it's stormy now doesn't mean that you aren't headed for sunshine. So we all know when it rains and it's all stormy outside, it looks like it's never going to be like all of a sudden. Slowly the clouds go away and the sun does come out. And I hope that encourages somebody, whether you are, uh, you know, you're dealing with breast cancer, you're a survivor, you're dealing with clutter, whatever you are dealing with in your life. It could be financial. It could be stress. It could be a place that you don't want to work anymore. But always know the sun is stormy, but the sun will come out. And you have to believe, like she said, you have to have the faith, and you have to believe that it is going to get better, that it is, and you have to stand on that and encourage yourself. And sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, it's going to get better. It is better. Well, next week will be the final um, segment of our breast cancer awareness. We're going to have Dr. Monique Gary, and she is a fellowship-trained breast surgical oncologist at Grandview Health in Silversville, Pennsylvania, and she specializes in minimally invasive breast surgery. And she's just going to share how we can be a proactive patient. So. Um, I want to thank you so much for listening, and be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, as well as on social media. And please visit the website at JanetMTaylor.com. Sign up for the webinar on November 2nd. So until next time, you have a clutter-free day, but most of all, I want you to have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. 
Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.